You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, give it a rip and say hi to everybody. Buenos dias, senor senorita. Buenos dias, how are you, Stevie? I'm very good. Listen, uh, welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. You were not in the country, were you? Uh, <laughs> why? Have you got a GPS on my... No, because you're talking like you just came back from Tijuana or something. <laughs> I wish, like everybody else is listening, going, I want out of this gold. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you. Dave has uh, had an encounter with a snowplow, and let's just say he lost. Dave's not here, man. He's okay, though. <laughs> but uh, we'll hear from him hopefully later on uh, this hour. We've got a great, some interesting stuff with you know the automotive show not being on. Right. You know, the manufacturers have had no way of really getting out mm-hmm. and talking about uh, some of the new cars. So, uh, well, we've got a couple of the best testers on the market, you know, in the business right with us today. We've got Brian Max, who's an automotive gonna... journalist and, and, and loves to race cars. And, but he only likes cars with three pedals. If they got two pedals, he's not a big fan. Eh? <laughs> he's a manual guy. Save he, the clutch. He's, save the clutch. Save the manuals. All right. right. He is, <laughs> Brian's going to talk about the new Volvo XC40 recharge mm-hmm. so uh that's a cool review coming up and uh also throughout the hour we're gonna have mark saltzman who you've probably seen on the tube many times uh tech guru extraordinaire and he's going to talk about the uh the 2022 i haven't even finished this year yet the 2022 chevy bolt ev exactly and uh you know it's a brand new car we the chevy bolt has been around for a while but a lot of people sort of wonder you know is the electric car for everybody well, half of our show today is going to be discussing electric cars. You so should we, we keep the hydro on for this? <laughs> That'd be good. Well, we don't live in Texas. Good thing, eh? Oh, no kidding. So how do they charge their cars? Where, down in Texas? Well, you can't even get gas because the gas pumps don't work either. No, so they you... plug them into a horse. Let's <laughs> not go there. No, it's, um, you know, we were looking to getting a hybrid, mm-hmm. um, but we're in a condo and uh, there's no plug-ins down there. Well, you can still get a hybrid. You just don't can't get a plug-in hybrid. See, those are all different things. Ah, uh, so it's a and difference. And we're here to provide all that important information. So today. you're changing. Okay. You see, you what have, is the difference? Okay, you see, got time. It's okay. Toyota came out with the Prius, which was their hybrid car. Yeah. Which meant it had a gas engine and it had an electric motor and big batteries, and it got charged while you were driving the car. So in other words, when your gasoline engine was running, and for example, you'd be braking or slowing down, right? It switches the, the 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 system over, so in fact, the motor is now acting as a generator, and it recharges the batteries that are inside the car. So that's how it works. So you didn't plug it in per se, but uh, it worked that way. It, Very nice. It worked quite well. I, you know, there's a lot more interest going on about it, and uh, you know, more stations are going to be being built right across uh, Canada. So right, and and nobody's crazy about paying carbon tax. You know, and no. we, we have to reduce. Did you see where our, gas was today? I know. Buck stupid, twenty eh? was it? Buck twenty two. I know. I had to buy two. <laughs> I happy. love when people line up and go, "What'd you do?" I saved a dollar fifty. <laughs> Isn't that great? And I waited twenty minutes to do that, but I got a Timmy's. Listen, grab your Timmy's. 
or Starbucks or whatever you have. The phone number in case you want to get involved in today's show. Or yeah, have listen. A question the, for us, please give us a call uh, regarding anything you got with as far as questions go. But especially if you're looking into getting an electric car, this is the time to do it. Al, give out the phone number, buddy. All right, they're one eight six six Carlos seven forty four seven forty. Number once again one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Carlos has a pen in hand, and he's going to get your name and number, and uh, we'll get you on air. And coming up next, we're going to give you an update on uh, Service Ontario's supposed fines on the road. Oh, I did get pulled over this week. Did you? We could talk about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. I was very happy. We were talking about <laughs> me getting pulled over on the side of the road, and... Yeah. Uh, it was a York regional guy, and, and he was nice. He treated, he gave me a warning. Oh, nice. Actually, I'd never heard this before. He said, sir, it's not a slow down sign. It's a stop sign. So you got a rolling stop caution. Yeah, exactly. I've had a few of those. You know which ones I... Uh... And I saw him sitting there. I mean, I honestly <laughs> didn't feel I was guilty of anything, but... Of course not. He brought it to my attention that I didn't come to a complete stop. The one I got nailed on, uh, I guess about a month ago, going up University Avenue. Uh-huh. Uh, the red light, the red camera ones. Oh, you can't argue. You can't beat that. No. So I get a nice little letter. I'm starting to get the shakes going. <laughs> okay, what did I get nailed for now? And it's got the picture of the car, mm-hmm. which was clean, by the way. And uh, sure enough, ding, three ninety five. Wow. Yeah, yeah, wasn't nice. Okay, we're talking about fines right now. We've had several people who have been writing into our Facebook page or our website, and we had some calls. So we put a reach out to uh, Service Ontario, the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario. We got a letter back. Yeah, we got a letter back because they didn't want to come on the air. Well, okay. Lee, <laughs> Lee sent us a letter. Yep. So let me just sort of capsulize it. In, in, a, in a nutshell, it basically means if you're driving with expired plates or stickers or a driver's license, as long as you have them, you're okay. They won't give you a fine. Uh, but they are encouraging you to go online to Service Ontario, as as most people do now, if they can, and you get your stickers. And, and it's been such a place. hassle. I mean, we've had Kerry Schmidt on the phone, you know, our OPP sergeant, and he said, well, they're not supposed to stop people, no. but it, but in fact, they have been. Um, and just the hassle, and you know, to pull you over, and it's dangerous for the cop on the side of the road, for you on the That's side of the road. That's a big thing, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically in March, you know, the Ontario government temporarily extended the validity of the Ontario driver's vehicles carrier products. I just read the letter. Oh, you're reading it? Well, it's written down here. I haven't heard you say validity in a long time. (laughs) Well, they've informed. It says here, too, we have informed law enforcement in Ontario and other jurisdictions (laughs) about the extended validity of Ontario driver's vehicle, blah, 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 blah. So they told the police, but you're getting stopped. So what they said was to eliminate this confusion, just go and get your sticker. Yeah, do it earlier, because we did ours last year. (laughs) Earlier. It's late anyways. No, I mean, if you get, like, stickers I have on right now, if they're renewing in the end of May, or beginning of May, sorry. Happy birthday to me. Um, You do it, like, do it in March, because it's going to take a while for it to come through. And it's really easy. And if you, uh, you know, if you need help with a computer, I'm sure you got somebody in the family that can do a link on it for it, serviceontario.ca. And, uh... You're off to the races. So yeah, and you, I, that's, that's where I've been getting my stickers for the last couple of years. It's, yeah, it's, it's really simple. And and once you've given them your credit card and it's gone through, there's a little thing that says print this letter, and you do. And it says here, you know, uh, Billy Bob has uh, paid. <laughs> Billy he's Bob. Wait, he's waiting for a sticker. So yeah. if you get stopped by the local constabulary, 
Is that what they called? I don't know. You've got validity nailed down. Look at the other <laughs> one later. Okay, one eight six six seven forty four seven forty is our number. Uh, we got uh, time to take some calls throughout the hour. We'll try and get to you. Um, there's some interesting things going on up at uh, Georgian College. If you're thinking of maybe switching careers or getting uh, back to work, uh, we're going to talk later on uh, this hour with uh, Jason Dale, who's with the Automotive Business School of Canada at Georgian College, and Mark Saltzman about the Chevy Bolt. It really is cool about the electric cars. Do you see, like you own a garage, so right. how will you be shifting if you have to at all with maintenance? Well, you know, on 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 the easy side. Even though a car has a hybrid or or a full on electric could be hydrogen for all that matters, it still rides on four rubber tires. It still has brakes. It still you know has windshield wipers, washers. So in in, in terms of windshield that, wipers, turpentine, and <laughs> sort of that maintenance stuff, it's it's still there. Although I must yeah. tell you, because of regenerative regenerative braking, this is three big words you've. I had know this it's morning. hard, especially with a mask on. It. <laughs> uh, regenerative braking yep. will make your brakes last longer. So uh, even though um, you know your car does need your brakes, brakes will while, last longer. Why? Yes. Why? Because of regenerative. Make fun of me for saying. <laughs> Because of regenerative like, regenerative braking. So what does that mean, regenerative braking? What that does is it turns your, your motor into a generator, okay? So the generator effect. So in other words, when you're slowing down, right. it turns, it turks, your transmission is now turning itself into a generator, and it takes power to turn that. So how that works is it slows your car down. Cool. So that's regenerative braking. So that's how the batteries get charged up. On your hybrid car or full-on electric car. So I've read briefly that when you you put the pedal on the for gas, right, right. So you get to twenty or thirty kilometers, mm-hmm. and then it reaches a point, and then the battery takes over. It depends on the setup of the car. Right. Um, it depends on the temperature because you see, you need your gas car, your your gasoline engine in the hybrid, right, to give you heat. So you know you you want heat in the car, especially on a day like it's. Minus 50 outside, right? I would like to have some heat. It'd be <laughs> nice. All right, listen, questions are for you to answer us, to ask us at uh, 1-866-744-740. Validity and regenerative. I'm learning something new today. Excellent. We have Jason Dale coming up next from the Automotive Business School of Canada. We're up at Georgian College in Barrie, and we'll take your calls right after this. Stick this- around. You can get an education. You can plug it into a horse, We're going to learn you something. Okay, Billy Bob. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Get along, little doggy. Okay, welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And uh, just so you know, if you've got any questions, if you're a little shy and don't want to come on the rodeo, mm-hmm. uh, you can go to davescornergarage.com. You'll see a link there, and you can ask Dave or Alan uh, any kind of question. Uh, we'll get Dave's not here. Dave, no, <laughs> he's not. But we know who is here uh, on the phone from uh, beautiful Uptown Barry is uh, Jason Dale from the Automotive Business School of Canada up at Georgian College. Over to you, Al. Jason Dale, how are you? Good, Alan. How are you? Excellent, excellent. You know, Steve was talking about how automotive is changing. You know, um, we've gone from regular internal combustion engines to hybrids, to plug-in hybrids, to now also full-on electric cars. Um, So as far as, I guess, you and I are concerned, the automotive business is going to be around for a very long time, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you guys are, and, and in fact, because you guys run this automotive school, I guess your curriculum has to be updated pretty much pretty regularly, eh? 
Yeah, we go through um, we go through regular uh, updates every uh, five years. Um, that's mandated by uh, Ontario colleges, right? Uh, but we we have a full on curriculum advisory committee that we have with uh, filled with uh, automotive industry partners, mm-hmm. and we look at all of our content on a uh, regular basis. All right, but in, in terms of partnerships, um, the partnerships, I guess, because you're teaching specifics to 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 young people um, who want to get into the automotive trade. Like, who do you who do you talk to about that? Who do we talk to for um, as far for as course part- outlines and things like that? Oh, well, on our uh, curriculum advisory committee, we have dealers, we have manufacturers, we have um, the aftermarket industry is uh, takes part in it as well. Uh, and then we have our uh, our full time faculty members that come into the curriculum advisory committee, and uh, we talk about everything that's happening out in the uh, in the automotive industry. Jason, with uh, you know, we're getting close to spring. I think it's thirty three days. When are your when are your next series of classes that you, everybody's obviously taking online? When do they kick in? Well, actually, we uh, our next one is uh, going to be our first ever, but we're launching a uh, a summer uh, intake this year. So now the students don't have to wait until fall or winter to uh, enroll. You can enroll in our diploma program online, um, right on right uh, starting in the summer. So you have both a diploma program and degree program, one lasting two years, the other four. It, it yeah, is, sure, is sorry. Go ahead. We sure do. We have a two year diploma, uh, which uh, gets our students uh, prepared for. Uh, mid-level management uh, positions in all uh, automotive industry through aftermarket dealers and manufacturers. And then we have a, also a four-year degree, and that degree will set you for uh, high-level management positions in all uh, automotive areas. So, Jason, in reading some of the comments on your website, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you're not getting just you know young students coming in. You're getting people that uh, are getting up there in age, maybe looking for a different change in their career. Uh, where are you seeing some of the interest that's coming in from that? Uh, actually, we see it from all over. We uh, we actually have some uh, students that have graduated uh, other university courses that are coming and taking our uh, our automotive specific course. Uh, we have students that are in the automotive industry. We launched in uh, in fall of last year an online diploma, which you can take part time while you're working, right. and so you can get your uh, automotive diploma within uh, four years. And um, for example, you know, let's say uh, you know if you want to become a car salesman, and in the past. You know, salesperson, salesperson. Oh, okay. What did I say? Salesman? Salesman. Salesperson. Excuse me. Balanced here. I hope they do a course. Sensitive country (laughs) we're living in right now. (laughs) Um, Now you can't just go ahead and do that. You have to get a license to, to, to sell cars, right? Yeah. And and you guys go through, uh, you go through OMBIC to get that license um, and you can register and that when we administer the, uh, the registration for the students and provide them with the materials that they need to study and then they can take their, uh, their exam. We've got about a minute left here, Jason. Give us a, a snapshot of maybe one success story you've had up there. Just one. Oh, just one. Yeah, uh, well, we've had uh, we've had quite quite a lot of success stories, and a lot of our alumni um, have come come through our program since 1985. And we have dealer principals that are out there. We have uh, manufacturers that uh, that come after our students through co-ops, and um, I mean, there's so many that I, I couldn't just pick one. Well, it's what I like about it is you they get a chance to do some co-op work. Which is, uh, you know, it's so essential it's great because it's hands on and, yeah. and the employers at that point can see if, you know, this fellow that that's working just part time fellow or female, female, uh, this, this, this person who's come from the school, going <laughs> <laughs> to get me in trouble. Um, you know, if there's somebody that they're going to want to hire down the road, so it works well that way. Uh, yeah, also, do you guys do any financial, um, help for people who want to come and let's say they're not. 
they, they, you know, they've come out of a situation where they haven't been working for a while and they're, they're low on funds. Is there any, um, any top up there? Yeah, that goes through. Um, that also goes through the uh, the government of Ontario. So you can go onto our uh, our website at uh, absc.ca, and uh, it'll walk you through everything that you need to know about our programs and uh, how to get funding. Okay, web website once again is is absc.ca. Great. Listen, a couple months you'll be floating that dock out to your cottage, <laughs> and you'll be ready. Listen, thank you. Stay safe to everybody. Say hi to Joe uh, Lozan for us, and uh, we wish you all the best at the Automotive Business School up in Georgian College. That's great. Thanks, guys. Okay, buddy. Okay, coming up next, who do we have next, Mr. Gender Specific? We have Mr. Mark Saltzman. Who's the guy? He is a uh, he is a tech guru extraordinaire. And some really good stuff he's going to be talking about, about the Chevy Bolt 22 and more. And he Stay promised me he'd keep it simple for you, Steve, because right. you couldn't figure out what the difference Go away. Plug it in the hybrid and there. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and we uh, want to thank people who are on the line right now. Just hold steady, and we'll get to your calls shortly. But now, over to camera 42, and Alan, you have a guest. I do, and, and I'm sure you'll, you're, if you don't recognize the name, you'd recognize the face, because, you know, anytime you walk into Costco, you know, they've got like 4,000 television sets going on, yeah. or if you go into the movie theaters, remember how we used to do that? You know, <laughs> yeah, we've true. got Mark Salzman, the tech guru on the phone. How are you, Mark? Hey, good morning, guys. I'm great. How you how you holding up? We're doing well, thank you. And it, it, you're going to do a car review, but is it only because it's electric car? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I got to stay in my lane and pun intended. Um, you know, I, I'm a techie first and foremost, but I do like, uh, you know, automotive tech is really coming into its own and that includes the electrification of vehicles. Yeah. The big announcement last week with, uh, I wouldn't call it a review by the way, cause I actually haven't stepped foot in the 2022 bolt EV and EUV that were announced last week, but I think it's a significant announcement for a few reasons. Well, you could have done a virtual drive. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Boy, All right, so how have they changed? The, the Bolt has been around for, I guess, at least five years now. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. But, but Chevrolet's decided that they needed to change up a bit. The EUV, how is that different? Yeah. So as you likely uh, heard from Mary Barra's um, keynote address at the Consumer Electronics Show, they want to electrify uh, as many as 30 vehicles by 2025. So it's a, it's a pretty ambitious, uh, a bold plan by uh, GM, which includes Chevrolet. So yeah, the Bolt, the 2022 Bolt EV is a refinement on what came before it. And then the EUV, to answer your question, is SUV-like. I mean, it's not four-wheel drive, but it does have a lot of uh, utility vehicle-like features compared to the Bolt EV, uh, and both are coming by uh, the summer, by the way. The EUV gives you more legroom in the back. It's about three inches longer uh, uh, in total. So it's kind of like like a, a Chevy Traverse, if you will, oh, okay. uh, like a midsize crossover kind of vehicle. It's uh, six inches longer in total um, and um, a few other, you know, a few other bells and whistles uh, above and beyond the EV for those who want a little bit more uh, rugged ability um, and, and room, really. So, yeah, but the range is comparable, you know, so we're talking 417 uh 417 kilometers on a charge with the EV and about 402 for the EUV if of course driven in the same conditions. Now what what yeah. in terms of horsepower what, have any idea what it would be it, it, compared to a gas car? 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't know offhand, uh, they, and I think that because they didn't talk about it much, I don't know if it's going to be that uh, different over the previous generations. Um, you know, I've got uh, the press release, I, I attended a virtual event, and I don't even recall them talking about it. So here, a single, single motor drive delivers 200 horsepower, 150 oh, kilowatts, uh, and 266 uh uh, pounds per foot, I guess, of near instant torque. Well, that's what I love about EVs, by the way. I love the pickup. Yeah. I love how quiet it is. And and now range anxiety is a thing of the past because, you know, you're now getting, you know, north of 400 kilometers on a single charge. And um, there's also those level three or DC fat charger stations out there that can, you know, juice up your vehicle in 30 minutes. Well, at least 160 kilometers worth mm-hmm. in, in half an hour. Uh, obviously a lot slower at home with a level two charger, but, um, you know, I think it's, it's finally at the, at the point. And then the price point, I think is also a significant story. Two other things, actually, if I may, one is the price. Another one is adding super cruise technology, which again, I'm a geek and I've test driven that in a Cadillac. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, but the price, so it's actually coming out at less than its predecessor. So 38 K for the EV and 40K to start for the EUV, and then both of which are eligible for any federal or provincial discounts if there are credits, right? So 5,000 federally, and then depending on what province you're in, you can also take off uh, more. Um, I think it's as much as 8,000 in um, in Quebec, which is pretty sweet, um, and then 3,000 and some others. Um, so that I think is significant because you know I think their tagline now is uh, everybody in. And I think that alludes to the the price as well being more appealing, not to mention you'll never buy gas again. And then so super cruise technology, if your listeners haven't um, uh, experienced it or read about it yet, it's it's essentially a hands-free driving system. So I'm not calling it, you know, true autonomous uh, driving, but it, it does do all the heavy lifting for you on compatible highways. And that's I think 300,000 uh, miles of, of, of uh, roads in North America, I think, is supported, uh, like including 400 series highways. So the way it works is that you press a button on the steering wheel. It will uh, accelerate and de-accelerate for you. So it puts a buffer between you and the vehicle in front of you, kind of like adaptive cruise control or dynamic con- cru- cruise control. Yep. So if the car in front of you slows down, you'll slow down. But it also keeps you in your lane. So if if you're on a highway and the roads start twisting and turning, it will keep you in that lane. How would you know, and though, then, if you are or not on one of those roads? Uh, it just I think it uses a system, including LIDAR, that would know if you're on those roads. And I'm assuming uh, GPS as well. It, so, it has to be compatible with those highways. So if you were hit the like go, it, it would the go know button, where you are. Right. So if you were to hit the go button, it would say it wouldn't work. Yeah. If you're work. on you know, Young Street in Toronto, right. um, then it's not going to, it won't, it won't work. Yeah. When you press the button, nothing will happen. Yeah. Mark, uh, Mark for those who are listening right now, um, are there, are you seeing uh, specific apps that you can download for your, on your phone or in your car that uh, will give you where you can, where the charging stations are? Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are, um, it's, I think it's called fuel. I'm trying to remember the name of it. There is an app that will tell you where the EV uh, charging stations are, it's a it's a Chevrolet app that will that will tell you um, where it is, and you'll see it. Uh, it's called Energy Assist. Okay, and it'll show you. It is a, a free download, and it's also um, uh, available through the My Chevrolet mobile app as well. All right, now yeah. we yeah. we also wanted to get you in and talk about uh, some of the new toys and gadgets you found. So we want to run through a couple of those. We got about yeah, let's do it. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. All right, so. Um, 
again, I'm, I'm always a fan of these things that you can add to any vehicle, not just any particular model. Of course, a dash cam is a, is a great one, and they're just getting better and better. I use a Garmin dash cam. It's kind of like a mid-range one, mm-hmm. but they have a, a top-of-the-line model called Tandem, and that's because two lenses uh, record simultaneously. It's 400 bucks, so it's not cheap for a dash cam, but it has some really cool features. One is voice uh, control, so if you see an incident on the road, you can actually uh, say, um, okay, Garmin, save that clip. And it'll save it in a folder that will not get overwritten because you know how these things work, right? Yeah. It's always continuously right. recording. Right, so much on. memory, exactly. That's right, that's right. So it'll save that for you. It has, um, again, the ability to uh, record forward and backward. So you can, uh, if you are a, an Uber driver, a Lyft driver, it will record what's happening in your vehicle as well as on the road simultaneously. Uh, picture in picture as well. It's got better night vision and it also has the ability to record incidences when your uh, car is parked and you're maybe in a mall or something. Um, if it senses motion, the close motion, it starts recording. And those so are dangerous tra- places. That, that's what I always get. I don't know. I went to the mall and next thing I know, look at my car. The mirror's gone. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. interesting. So how does that work? If you're, you know, say you're parked at uh, whatever, Sherway Gardens or Yorktown. Yep. Yep. And somebody dings your car. Do when you yeah, so when you get back on the sur- when you no, get back so- in the car. Sorry, when you get back in the car, does that does it come on with a light saying you've been you basically you've been hit? hit? <laughs> yes, you're noti- you're notified on the app. Wow. Yeah. So th- this is uh, there's an app, a Garmin app that this works with. It's called Parking Surveillance Mode, and you could be notified if uh, if it senses anybody close to your vehicle, or wow. if it senses an incident and it records it and saves it. And you can watch that video instantaneously. It's my, I remember my first dash cam. I had to remove the memory card out of it, put it into an adapter, oh, and then plug it into a wow. PC. You know, it's a, a pretty cumbersome. So that's the thing of the past. So again, it's it's not for everyone. It's a it's a pretty hefty price, but very cool nonetheless for interior and exterior recording called the Garmin dash cam. And you've tandem. got uh, Siri for the car. How's that work? Um, it's a- Amazon Alexa. Alexa, actually. So Alexa. we already have. We already have Siri and Android uh, Google Assistant in the car with uh, CarPlay and Android Auto, respectively. But this adds Alexa. So if you're a fan of Amazon's uh, personal assistant, for uh, $60 or $70, it's called Amazon Echo Auto. So it plugs into your car for power, and then it uses Bluetooth, or you can you know, plug it in with a, uh, an auxiliary cable if you want, but most people use it via Bluetooth to connect to your car speaker. So you can stream music by asking for it. There's eight microphones in it. So you wake up, you enable that assistant by saying her name, followed by a question or a command. Um, but you can stream music as well. Um, but I like that, you know, it's it's that familiar voice. In the States, Alexa is so much bigger than Google and Siri combined. Really? Um, you know, w- one, in tw- one in five Americans have an Alexa in their home, 20%. So this is that popular assistant now while you're behind the wheel, if you prefer, quote unquote, her. So that's a great gadget <laughs> that won't break the bank, under 70 bucks for Amazon Echo Auto in Canada. Okay. Question, if you've got a late model car, like you say you've already got, you know, Apple or the other one, but mm-hmm. what what is this going to add to it? Like, is, well, does your car not have voice recognition already? It's probably not going to be anywhere as accurate from what I've found in many vehicles with okay. their with their built in voice technology. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Alexa is really refined, you know, and she's an AI assistant. Like, it will use up data because you're it's pulling information from the cloud. And 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 you know, your car, you can't ask it questions like you know, what's the score of the Raptors game, or uh, what time is it in um, Dubai. 
you know, this is an assistant, right? So it's not just a better voice, right. but it's, you can, you can ask anything. Um, you can also control your smart home tech with it as well. You can say, turn the lights on, uh, outside. Oh. So w- when you're pulling into your neighborhood, right? So it's a, it's a smart assistant and it's, um, it's, it's very accurate and she, and it's a really good AI voice as well, as you likely know from anybody that has a, an Alexa speaker at home. So this is just bringing it now behind the wheel to make it safer. You can ask for anything you want. Great right? stuff. Of Listen, Mark, thanks. Thanks for taking some time to, to join us. And if they want to get more information, what is your, I know you got a bunch of handles, but give us one that people can find out more information about some of the stuff you talked about this morning. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, on I'm on social media, so it's Mark with a C S A L T Z M A N. So I'm on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Great. Listen, uh, any updates that come up throughout the the year, feel free to give us a call, and uh, we'll see what happens when this new uh, Chevy Bolt comes out to the end of, in the summertime. You said, right? Yeah, that's right. Summertime. Yeah, yeah. I'd be happy to come on anytime. I appreciate the okay, invite. Bud. And I can hardly wait to go back to a theater and then see Mark before the movie comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can talk directly to him to the screen. Alexa, say hi to Mark. <laughs> bye hey, bye. Okay, we, stay safe. Go now. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Don't forget the number once again is one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We got Brian Max standing by. Well, he's sitting by uh, for a review on the on the Volvo XC forty recharge. So hang in for that. Yes, we it got, will be electric for sure. Oh, get on with it. All right, we got Angela on the phone. Angela from Kitchener. How are you today? I am great. Thank you for being the positive voice of 2021. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank what's you. Your, what's your question, dear? I have a family member with bad knees. I'm looking at the Toyota Camry Hybrid. Would you suggest that one or a different model for the knees because of my family member? Well, believe it or not, um, it is much easier to get into something like a, a, a Honda CRV or a Toyota RAV4. And RAV4 does come in a hybrid. Um, they're, they're really coveted and they're hard to find because people want them. But in fact, you'll find it's easier to get into an SUV than it is to get into a sedan. Now, with that, would you consider the provincial discounts the same with the ones you suggested? Uh, as far as the hybrid, if, if, if I, you know what, I don't know about the, the, the discount or the rebate in terms of that. Um, so you'd have to check it out. I think that's more on a full electric vehicle, though, rather than a, than yeah. a hybrid. Um, so, again, you'd have to check that out. But in terms of accessibility and easy to get into and out, by all means, it's way easier because all you do is you open the door, you plop, yeah. you plop your butt down on the seat, which is right at your seat level, which is why it makes it much easier. And then you just lift your legs in. Um, I happen to have a CRV myself, and, and I've, I ride, drive customers periodically. And uh, you're right. I, from older people, they look at it and go, I'll never get in there. I went, yes, you will. Let, let's just try this. <laughs> and it works quite easy because, like I say, uh, you don't have to lift yourself in and out. You just get in. All right. Thanks for calling in with that, Angela. We appreciate it. Good luck. And uh, we're going to go to Brian now. Brian, how are you? Everything's electric these days, eh? You know what, Al? It sure is. I have been driving more electrics in the last six months than I ever have. And, you know, it's it's that time when electrics are really here, and you can really buy interesting, useful electric cars. But they only have two pedals. Uh, which is fine with me, because you can always have another car with three pedals, right? You know, I'm just in the middle of... of- talking to somebody who wanted to buy a, a car, they wanted to do a lease takeover, but for some reason they're, they're so excited to get a clutch, and I'm going, you know, just just for the record, I mean, in the old days, you bought a clutch because it was a cheaper car, right? Um, right. And, and it wasn't a whole lot of money to change a clutch, but nowadays, 
front wheel drive, whatever. It's it's a whole lot more money. But nonetheless, he said, I felt it sporty. But but cars, like you say, like these electric cars, the torque on them, you know, is so incredible. Like it, so, it feels sporty even without a clutch. Oh, there, there's absolutely no question. Uh, so uh, this week I had a I had a five hour new car launch as we do in 2021 with this Volvo XC40 Recharge. It's an all electric crossover from Volvo. It's their smallest crossover. They, it looks exactly like the regular XC40, but it's fully electric. And even though it weighs 4,700 pounds, get that because of the, there's a thousand pound battery in the floor. It say, still yeah. accelerates. From zero to sixty in four point seven seconds. It's so quick. How do they keep the rubber attached to the road? Uh, well, they they what they should do is not let me drive these things. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Because then they need new rubber, Mister <laughs> exactly. Mister Heavyfoot. There, yes. but I guess they have traction control, eh? Well, and that and that's the that's the other side of electrics because everything is is effectively digital. They can control um, torque distribution. So carefully, whereas in you know in other systems and conventional cars, it's all mechanical. Right. Well, here it is. It's fundamentally digital control of how that torque gets to the ground, and it works so effectively. It, it's it's and I I just can't wait until we see more performance oriented um, electrified cars because it, it's so cool. It's yeah. just so cool. In fact, I thought one even calls theirs a, the the turbo option, and I thought, why did they do that? Because there's no turbo. No, no. So that that's that's Porsche with the Taycan and their their electric sedan. Right. And I guess they're leaning on twenty years of branding, where there's a four S model, which used to be a high performance four wheel drive car, all wheel drive car, and then the turbo uh, is is the next level up, and the turbo S is the fastest. And you know that's that's their branding. So they've carried that over with the Taycan, but there is definitely no turbo on that car at all, except for the badge. Well, so, it's like, remember years ago, people looked for the Rocket 88 engine. And they went, there's no Rocket engine under here. What's going on? <laughs> it's Same exactly kind of thing. It was just a mental picture that people had, right? Rak- Rakuten. So, wh- Brian, when you drove the uh, the Volvo XC40 recharge, yeah. uh, what did you say, what would you think would be the one big sweet spot that you really liked about this car? Um, so, for me, the, there, there, there are some compromises with it because the range is not as as great as that new Chevrolet Bolt and some of the other competitors. So the the range, the maximum range is about 335 kilometers, which, you know, sort of limits me to my kind of driving. If I go to if I go to Niagara or if I go to Prince Edward County, you know, we're we're talking 150 to Niagara or 200 plus to Prince Edward County. So I'd have to make sure that there is a rapid charger at the destination. Uh, to make it back to the city. However, as a city car, it's excellent. It's just the right size. It it goes everywhere, and it has all the tech features that you want. So it's got the cameras, and and um, you know it, it it it'll park itself, of course, and all you know all that stuff. But um, one of the, one of the cool things that Volvo is doing, just like a lot of other manufacturers, is their infotainment system is completely Google based, mm-hmm. and it uses Google Assistant as your interface. So all you need to do is talk to it. So if you wanted to change the the temperature in the car, you just tell the the car that you want to change the temperature to a certain temperature or turn on your heated seat or whatever the case is. It's very deeply integrated to the car, which is one of the first occasions that I've seen where this level of integration has happened. Normally, you've just got to press buttons and that sort of thing. And But in this case, you can actually 
ask the car to do all these functions, which is great from a driver standpoint. So you can pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing, which is driving the car. I could just see Al driving that car going, hey, Google, could you order me some wonton soup, some egg foo young, and some chow mein? You know, but you know what? It's but it's 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 true only in terms of uh, two cars ago. So I'm talking maybe 10, 15 years ago. Right. You know, there was voice recognition. You know, it, basically it was to look at your phone book and call up a phone for you. But it never worked properly. Um, but you say now Alexa or whatever one it's using is, is that much smarter, eh? It is. It was flawless for me. There was never any miscommunication between me and this car. And it, and of course, you know, it's it's one of the systems that will learn as uh, as you you use it. But in this case, it just worked flawless for me. And it uh, and on top of that, the, the system is so fast. Like a lot of these infotainment systems, they just don't put a good processor in them. They're slow to respond. This thing is just brilliant. Yeah, I was going to ask Mark, um, which I forgot to. Now, this all goes through your telephone. Is that right? No. In the Volvo, it is completely based on the car. The car comes with a four-year data plan. Woo! Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. All right. Where do we find out more about this, Mark? Uh, sorry, Brian. Uh, well, the review is up on my uh, YouTube channel this morning, and it's uh, my name, Brian, with an I, last name M-A-K-S-E. Brian, thank you very much for joining us today. Have yourself a great weekend, and we'll see you down here shortly. Sounds good. Great talking to you guys. Thanks. You Thanks, too, Brian. Buddy. we got a call to get to right after this. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Stay with us. Grab another coffee, bagel, and maybe some Big Foo Young. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bung hei choy. Oh, the weather outside is... No, it's not too bad out there. I just saw some joggers go by. <laughs> it's nice It's out. nice. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. All right, let's oh. find out and see what's going on in Honey Harbor. Oh, great spot. Yeah? Love Honey Harbor. Ann, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Nice to hear from you. And you too. Now, you were going to ask a question or did your husband want to talk? No, he convinced me to do it. Go ahead, and, girl. Uh, so I'm brave, and I just wanted to bring up the, the topic that came up on Marketplace last night. It was about the Hyundai and the Kia, and they were stalling. They had the check engine light coming on constantly, and some of the motors burst into flame. Now, my daughter owns a Kia. She did receive some kind of a notice about the motors. She went to the Kia service locally. He was not really able to shed much light on it. And I just wondered what your opinion might be. Is your daughter's car working okay? or? Yes, it is working okay now. She did get some service on it, and uh, it hopefully it's not a problem. Well, with but all these things, you know, you, you have to know the specifics because... You know, they're, they're talking about a bad run of engines or a bad run of electrical parts, for example. And, uh, you know, they know that they were bad at a, at a certain period of time, but they've got it afterwards, they've got it fixed out. So, you know, if your car is not from that, 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 that time period, it may not, in fact, have the problem or, you know, need any kind of upgrade anyways. So this is where it's very important. Uh, unfortunately, though, the, the connection between the dealership and the media a lot of times doesn't work really well. Um, <laughs> we, we had a caller that last week. That was very well said, yes. No, no, no. We had a caller last week who had yeah. gotten a letter also about a recall. It was on a General Motors vehicle. Uh, it was about some rusting problem they had and, and parts needed changing. So he called the dealer, and the dealer went, oh, <laughs> same kind of situation that Ann had here where they're going, yeah. well, you know, we're not really sure. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know why they, they should get their timing better that way. Um, because in fact, this guy too said, um, uh, we don't have any parts here. So what, what do you want us to do? Yeah. So then he called head office and head office 
couldn't couldn't here in Ontario, anyways, couldn't help him. They went, well, we don't know. He says, well, you sent me the letter. It, it really was uh, yeah, a like lot of, broken a lot telephone. of miscommunication. Yeah. All right, we've got another. We're getting a lot of emails coming through on our website, DavesCornerGarage.com. You can ask a question. Here's one for you, Al. Sure. Turning to a, a car salesman person here. It's got uh, the question is, I just bought a Rav Four with 16K on it. Should I buy extended warranty? Uh. I don't like to tell the people no, because, you know, if I do that and something goes wrong, then I'm the bad guy for not supporting it. Uh, some important questions. You have to find out who the company is. Are they insured? Have they been around for a long time? Um, how, do they, how do you make a claim? Um, in other words, do you ha- if you have a problem, do you just pay it? Do they pay you back? Yep. Um, because in a lot of cases, you have to go, just like regular insurance, they have their preferred shops. In other words, these sure. are the places that you have to go to for that repair. And if you don't go there, they're not going to reimburse you. So these are things you need to find out. The other question, too, is, you know, what is your car history anyways? Like if you've bought a better car, well, for example, like you're looking at a RAV4 here. Those are super cars, and they generally last a long, long time. Um, do you really need that extra protection? Because the insurance in a lot of cases is between two and $4,000. That's a big chunk of change. Um, and as well, how much driving are you going to do? So, yeah, that's a big key. Like, how much are you going to drive? Right. Especially now. I mean, <laughs> I'm lucky to do maybe 100 clicks a week. Right. I have people say, I haven't filled up my car in two months. You know, <laughs> so they're getting lots of lots of mileage that way. One last uh, quick email for you. Uh, car should, uh, should cars have mandatory inspections? After seven years due to rust, uh, what, who wrote this? It must be Dave. Should cars have mandatory inspections after seven years due to rusting and salt? I think they should get mandatory inspections every few years regardless. Um, not necessarily due to rust. I'm talking about mechanical safeties. Uh, you know, we, we were forced when we were doing e-testing to make sure that the engines were running and cars weren't polluting, but there's nothing that forces a driver to get his car fixed or looked at for all that matter. And you're going to, you may see, I mean, I'm not the mechanic here, obviously, but you may see in the spring when it does get here yeah. and we're in zone color chartreuse maybe next time around, what are we in now? We're in red? We're going to be in red eventually. But when, when spring does hit here, are you going to see more people coming in because they haven't driven their cars a lot? And there's lots of stuff going on wrong with their car. Well, absolutely, and 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 even with this change of colors that we're going All through, right, giving up, you know, and kids weren't in school, and now they're going to be back in school. Yeah. If your car has been parked beside the house idle for three, four months, it's not going to start. I can promise you that. And even if it does with a boost, your battery's going to need some attention. Your brakes are going to be stuck. They're going to be. You'll need brake work. So those are things that need to be looked at. And you can't top up a battery, can you? Well, you can recharge it, and That's depending on. It what kind of condition it's in is whether it's going to hold that charge or not. Now, at the same time, I was going to mention that because CAA has been bombarded with battery calls, right? Yeah, yeah. So if your car's dead and they boost it, that only gets the car started. That doesn't recharge your battery. So unless you you know, want to go for a two-hour drive in your car or let it sit running in your driveway, which you don't want somebody to steal it, um, you, know, you may, in fact, need a new, car, new battery. Uh, but if at the same time, having said that, I keep putting my foot in my mouth, if you're going to just park the car for another three months, the new one's going to go dead. Yeah, that's, that's why we're not going to do it right now. And speaking of CAA, instead of waiting on the phone a lot with hitting one, two, three, four, if your battery needs to be uh, charged or boosted, whatever you need with your car, just go to star 222, and that'll get you them a lot quicker. That's, right. uh, it's great stuff. So want to thank our guest, Jason Dale from Georgian College. want to thank Mark Saltzman, the tech guru. 
great segment. And, of course, Brian Max with all his super information. And, it, you know, it's not quite top of the hour. So he's probably having a cigar by now. Who's that? Brian. Oh, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're going to have Darren Boston's in from Salem Tire. And uh, so we're supposed to get more snow this week. Uh, it's going to be a good time to talk to him. So have a great weekend. Do stay safe. Keep the mask on so we can get out of this storm and celebrate life again. Be well, everybody. Talk to you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.